We like to start every episode with a disclaimer that we are not professionals. Our conversations are solely based on our personal experiences, thoughts, and opinions. Nothing discussed here is meant to be taken as professional mental health or medical advice. If you have questions or need assistance, please seek the help of a licensed professional. Discussions in this podcast may sometimes revolve around heavy material such as abuse, grooming, religious trauma, etc. Please listen with caution and prioritize your mental health first. Hey guys. Hi. Welcome to Trauma Bondage, the podcast where we talk about trauma, kinks, and non-traditional relationships and lifestyles from a queer lens. We're your hosts, Bridget and Beth. Hey. Hey. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're obviously on one today. I don't know what's going on. I think it's like lack of sleep and stress and everything. We're manic. Yeah. 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 I don't know if this is a good time for us to be manic because we're covering very serious topics today <laughs> we'll make it more we'll fun make it work we'll make it work yeah what are we talking about um today we are going to be discussing physical and psychological safety when it comes to sex and relationships and what those dynamics look like yes yes yeah. we want you guys to be safe and have fun and be able to get crazy without causing trauma so yeah. we're going to talk about how to do that we're going to talk about consent, we're going to talk about safe words, and we're also going to talk about literally just safe sex and like how to have safe sex. Yep. So yeah, we'll kick it off with consent. Yeah. I mean, okay. So one, it's a damn shame that people have so much sexual trauma yeah. in general because of lack of communication. Mm -hmm. We were talking about this earlier. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed, it's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to be able to feel comfortable enough with that partner even if it's a one-night stand but like have that sexual camaraderie if yep. you will to be able to say hey this is what i like this is what works and like oh that vibes yeah my favorite thing with sexual partners when i when i'm actually talking to them and seeing like what they're into mm -hmm. like i want to know one what gives you pleasure mm -hmm. because some of those things that you're into are going to give me pleasure because you're getting pleasure out of exactly. it exactly and then oh wait that's your kink. That's also my kink. That vibes right. really well. Like sometimes they just click into each other yeah. like little puzzle pieces. Really no nicely. pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> God, we're going to be doing that this entire episode. I can already tell. <laughs> but yeah. So what would you say is your leading factor when you're having conversations about consent with new partners? Like how do I initiate those conversations? Yeah. yeah. So... This is an interesting, this has been an evolution for me because I didn't do a great job of like communicating about sex prior to my first like lesbian relationship, mm -hmm. which was five years. So I didn't mm -hmm. have a lot of practice outside of that relationship too for a very long time. When I was kind of like doing things with men and then like secretly sleeping with women, there was like hardly any communication involved. I was young. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I like... I was never like taught anything about consent, literally at all. I was raised in church. So I was taught the opposite, actually. <laughs> it was like, you will do what you're told. Um, but I started realizing when I started dating, when I got out of my last relationship, that like I kind of approached it in a very like direct way. So yeah. like even before sometimes I would meet up with somebody, if like the intention was like purely to like have something physical, mm. I would Number one, I would send them my BDSM test. <laughs> I would be like, this is what I'm into. Okay. So you um, would go straight to like, I'm into like the kink stuff. Yes. And this is what I like. If 
if the dynamic was kind of like there already that like we were meeting up to hook up. Oh, okay. If okay. I was just going on a date, no, I would not do that. <laughs> <Okay>. Like <laughs> that's like, a little bit much for a date, but like really big icebreaker. If we're just fucking like, yes, I'm going to send you the test and be like, this is what I'm into. Yeah. I literally had a time where I was like, should I just put this on my dating profile? Cause like, you know, I, I knew I was not going to be compatible with somebody who was super vanilla. So yeah. I was like, I don't want to waste my time. So I would either do that. Or if it was like, I was still feeling it out with somebody, I would wait until we would have like an in-person conversation. And then if anything was going to be like physical at all, I would tell them like, this is like what I like. This is what I don't like. And then I would ask them a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you into? Like, is there anything that's like off the table for you? Like we would literally just communicate about it. Yeah. And it's interesting because the people that I did that with that were very closed off and like didn't want to talk about it. I like knew that like they were not comfortable with conversations around consent or around sex. sex, Just in general. And I was like, no, this is not going to work because I need to be able to talk about this stuff with somebody. I like to talk about it. I like to talk about it too. It's like, why would you not want to tell me what you want? Like you just want me to go into this blind. Like one, I can't read your mind. Exactly. Like two, like, do you not want me to Mm -hmm. make you happy? (laughs) I was going to say squirt. Squirt, That's that's the word of the day. Squirt queen. Um, Yeah. Do you not want me to like, make you come do you not want me to make you happy do you not want me to make you like have a good time like if we're not having a a good time why are we doing this yes so that's a whole purpose right and i'm like i damn sure don't want to waste two hours fucking you and like not having a good time (laughs) or if it's lesbian sex it's like nine hours hours. i was like what's a quickie yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's two hours if it's bad So Um, I I did that. And then like in a relationship dynamic, it's a little different. So like a relationship dynamic, there's continuous active communication about sex and pleasure and consent and boundaries. Well, because you're also with somebody that you can try new things with, which means you have to have rehash those conversations every single time you're trying something new, which is fine. Yep. Actually, I prefer that. Yep. Because I'm like, "Mm." like, if that's not working, we're we're going to quit it, but yeah, we'll get into that. For me, I guess it's been an interesting path. So I, like you, growing up with the whole religion aspect mm-hmm. of one, abstinence. So like yeah. sex isn't really the conversation, but also like you should submit to your partner, submit to your husband. Yeah. That whole thing, which ick. Disgusting. Gives me a major ick. I hate that. Avoided that by just not having a husband. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> just don't have a husband so you don't have to submit (laughs) but that and then also having a mom who for me growing up like didn't really have the sex conversations Mm -hmm. but would have like inappropriate conversations once I got to a certain age okay like like, oh like show me how you kiss a boy and yeah weird shit but also the adverse side of it of like sexual assault is a rite of passage mm-hmm. like being told that yeah like that's why i wasn't allowed to go on double dates like with another guy and a girl when i was dating guys i was only allowed to go to the movies with like two guys what correct so like getting set up for potential assault situations Luckily, so she was basically like saying like you need to go through this to be a woman right (sighs) right which jesus like getting set up already and then also not having a foundation of like what consent is Mm -hmm. luckily the people that i would go to these movies with were very good people so like i never there were moments but like i never really had anything that was deemed 
deep and dark right right. and i was lucky because i could have easily right um but like for me i think that background it was hard at first having the conversations around sex and for me being a non-gold star having had relationships with like men it was uh the whole like porn industry and Mm -hmm. just like replicating what i was seeing like Mm -hmm. whether there was pleasure or not and like they didn't fucking know what they were doing they're teenagers and i was a teenager and nobody knew what we were doing so there was like no conversation around consent so when i got older and i was like oh like i'm into things that are a little bit more on the crazy side than like some people like i started i like to get the vibe Mm -hmm. with somebody first even if it's like a hookup get the flirt going like get the vibe going see how they interact sexual tension in general is a huge thing for me to pick up on and that's where i start going into the consent conversation because like it's not something where you're just like hi nice to meet you how do you like what's your favorite sex position like that's not what that's not what we're saying to do no, there has to be like a buildup of some sort to where yeah. like there's flirtation, there's back and forth. It's and you obvious know there's it's genuine that way. interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think that also goes with consent is that yeah. like it's not so much about like oh well like their body language told me that Mm-mm. body language while that is helpful tool. That's why I'm like if I'm interested in in having sexual relationships like or a sexual relation with anybody, I'll tell them point mm-hmm. blank like I think you're hot. I would fuck the hell out of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. are you interested? If so, let's talk about it. That's the Dom Femme um, and you coming out. Yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, I will, like, I, I will just go ahead and, and pull the bold move and, and say, yeah. Hey, like, I'm interested. If you are, let's chat. Yeah. Um, and then we have to chat because usually 9.8 times out of 10, they're like, Oh, like, yeah, let's go down this rabbit hole because I'm already down. Like, right. <laughs> let's, and that's great. And yeah. and then you're on the same page and you've already had the consensual, like, we're going to consent into talking about this. Yep. Just having the conversation is scary. Like you said, for some mm-hmm. people, I talked to a girl once where I would ask her like, Oh, like, what are you into? And she was like, Oh, I don't really know. Nobody's ever asked me. Jesus. And I was just like, I'm not wearing pearls. I'm wearing a collar, but like I'll clutch the collar. Clutch your collar, baby. <laughs> but, but like nobody's ever asked me. And she's had multiple sexual partners and yeah. not a single one of them. Women too. Yeah. That have never asked her. It doesn't surprise me that women aren't asking her because we are shamed when we talk about anything sexual from a society standpoint. We're not, we're told like you just take what you get and like, that's it. Yeah. And like, if you don't get off, go use your vibrator. Yeah. Go so, take care of it yourself. Yeah. Afterwards. Exactly. In some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So, like, uh, having those conversations, I think, is important, but also, like, gauging it with people. Because some people, like, that's – it's just, like, sex is – no, we don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. We just do it and call it a day, and it's, like, a shame. Like, some people get a lot of shame out of having sex. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. It makes me very sad. It is really sad because it's something that's supposed to be beautiful, fun. It bonds you to another person. It can be an outlet. I know for me, like – very specific kinks or sexual things that I like are the only way I can release specific energies that I need to release. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like buildup of like maybe stress or anxiety or whatever. And like my outlet is like kinky. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like sex can be incredible. It's good for your health if you do it in the right way. Yeah. But so many people are just taught that it's like, you know, it's not a good thing. It's shameful. It's something you do in private. You don't talk about it. All of these very like puritanical beliefs that 
and Americans they, have. Yeah, and they forget that when the shame part kicks in, you can also have like actual physical and medical like yeah. things that are like no. Yeah. Like like actual pain right. in sex because it causes anxiety and you quench up and it causes issues. Right. So like you have to talk about it. You have to. If you're somebody who like feels shame around sex, I think the best way that you can start maybe getting out of that cycle is like finding a safe person to talk mm-hmm. to about it or like finding an anonymous forum if you're afraid of like people knowing it's you with other people who are mm-hmm. talking about it that are also anonymous that way you're just like practicing yeah. getting comfortable with it so that when those conversations do come up you're ready to talk about it and and a lot of it how do you even know what you like mm-hmm. especially at the beginning when you like haven't really had a lot of sexual experience with other people for yeah. me it was the same thing with a bunch of guys and I actually didn't know what I liked because nothing was being done yeah (laughs) i was gonna say because you were sleeping with men for me it was a lot of self-exploration yeah before i knew what i could tell people like hey like and also like building the confidence behind it yeah is a big thing to be able to talk about it but exactly um, but it's such a big thing just just having the conversation alone i feel like communication is literally the key to good sex yes it literally is like you can know all the tricks in the book. You can be the best at whatever you think you're the best at and have so much experience, but there is no guarantee that what you think you're good at or what you're doing is going to translate onto somebody else's body or they're going to like that. Yeah. So you have to communicate about it beforehand. Like you can't just walk in being like, I really was like good with my last partner. So I know I'm going to please this one and not have a conversation. No. The key to being good in bed, if you want to know the key to being good in bed, is fucking ask your partner what they like. Ask your partner what they like. Talk yeah. about what you like. Talk about what you not like. Just, not just what they like, but what you like, but like do both. Yeah. It's not one or the other. Like no. it takes two to tango. Literally. It literally does. It does. <laughs> so. And so much of, I feel like so many people get more pleasure while having sex when they see their partner ha- getting pleasure. Getting pleasure out of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yes, it, it should be a, it. a mutually beneficial conversation Absolutely. where you're both sharing what you like. And if you guys are looking for advice on how to even initiate these conversations, like maybe you're in a relationship that you've had for years and like you've never talked about it before mm-hmm. or you're going in with like a new partner, I would say address it and say kind of to your point get consent to have the conversation you could say something like hey I want to make sure that like we both are getting the most out of this experience and I'm actually just really curious to know like what do you like Mm -hmm. like I've been thinking about it like what do you like I want to make sure I'm doing what you want and maybe if they don't ask you back you can just use that as an opening to say okay and I actually like xyz thing and I find something that's maybe similar like oh I mm -hmm. like that a lot too exactly or positive reinforcement is really good too Mm -hmm. so like if your partner is doing something that you really like and you want them to do more of but you're like a little too embarrassed to be like hey I really like loved it yeah Yeah. you can just while they're doing it, you should do give them <laughs> give them some extra encouragement. So it's like there's multiple ways that you can initiate those conversations, but I think like it's all about communication in the beginning, 100%. as much as you can. And then, like I said, if you're in a long term relationship or you've never talked about that, you can just say, "Hey, I've been thinking." Like, yeah, and that's just oh. like sex across the board. That yeah. can be kinky all the way to vanilla yeah like, it could be anything any type of sex it doesn't um, have to be kinky for you to need to get consent for things no no uh, same with boundaries right um so like setting boundaries of like if you do know something that's not for you or you do have trauma mm-hmm. around it that you're like this is a no-go they will not know that 
unless you tell them. Mm-hmm. They cannot read your mind and you set them up for failure yeah. if you do not share that with them. Right. You don't have to share the trauma behind it or what happened or why it's there. Mm-hmm. But you can say, hey, not really for me. Yeah. I'd prefer if we don't go down that do path. That. Yeah. And if they don't respect that. They are not the partner for you. That is a red flag. <laughs> red flag. Ding, ding, ding. Red flag. <laughs> okay. Boundaries are extremely important yes. in sex. All types of sex, but especially if you're exploring things in the BDSM or kink world, because those are things a lot of times that can be very like triggering or traumatizing if they're not done the right way. Yes. And so... Or cause trauma. Or cause trauma. Exactly. Yeah. You have to very like carefully talk about that stuff with your partner before you start exploring. And I know a lot of people are like, well, how do you know if you've never done it? And sometimes it is figuring out in the moment, mm-hmm. yes or no. But that's also where you start to get into. Like one, we talked about consent of the things that I do like mm-hmm. and the things that I don't like. We maybe haven't established all the boundaries yet because I haven't done it yet. So I don't know right. what surrounds it. Or I do have this one and this one and this one. But you might have five new ones that pop up right. in any kind of scene if you're trying to do scene play or anything like that. Right. Um, and that's when you also get into safe words. Safe words. Because yes. even if you have no boundaries established like fully established because you don't quite know Mm -hmm. the safe word is what ends it exactly and then you have the conversation about okay that's not gonna work let's set a boundary well it's very rare that you would go into exploring any type of like dynamic that you've never explored before and like every single thing you're trying oh no way like it's very rare and a lot of the like the thing about experimentation is like you're literally experimenting (laughs) you don't know if you like it or not and so we have communication we have consent and then kind of the backup like do not go is safe words what is it do not press go do i don't know go. do not pass go come on monopoly. there we go <laughs> it's been a long fucking time okay <laughs> i've not played monopoly in like 10 years anyways do not pass go safe words so yeah. we should talk a little bit about what a safe word even is for those who are just hearing that term so in bdsm but can be used for anything really mm-hmm. any sex just depending on who you are and what you're boundaries and sensitivities are so in bdsm safe word is a code word or a series of code words so it can be more than one or some other signal Mm -hmm. physical anything like that used by a person to communicate their physical or emotional state Mm -hmm. um typically when approaching or crossing a physical emotional or moral boundary right so we've talked about ours in previous episodes if you have not heard it go back listen Hers is normal. Mine's stupid. But it works. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it works. And and there's there's a series of, of different things that you can do. So for me, it's like I have a singular safe word because I will verbally let you know if I want you to slow something down mm-hmm. or speed it up or or more of that or less of that. Right. Like I, I, I can do most of that unless I'm in a scenario where I don't have the control right. in that way, then it's a different thing. But like, I have like platypus for me specifically, it is funny. It gets me out of the, mm-hmm. the bad headspace. It is a very clear word that I never use in my day to day. Right. That they'll know if I say it, like, it's not going to be something that like I could have muttered and it maybe. I was going to say like it also else. doesn't sound like something else. It doesn't else. sound like anything yeah, else. That's it fair. doesn't sound like more please. Yeah. Platypus. fucking puss. <laughs> like it, it's like, no platypussy um, platypussy, like uh, whatever. But like, it's that works for me and yeah. it's quick. Some people like to use um the stoplight method. 
So like green Mm -hmm. is like good. This is fine. Keep going. Like Mm -hmm. this is good, especially if you're trying something new that maybe they don't know how you're feeling. They can't gauge your body language because you're having a a visceral reaction to something new. Green is an easy one. Um, Yellow, like maybe less of that or like slow it down. Like you're going a little too hard or Mm -hmm. too much. And then red is, is the safe word for stop. Right. Like full blown stop. Yeah. Some people do that like with yours with black. Yeah. So they'll have mine is black just because it's fast. And like we talked about this in a previous episode, like sometimes when you're in like a really intense, like emotionally or physically like heightened state, your brain does not like work the same way as it normally does. You not might be able to recall at all. Yeah. So So it's like some people have hand signals, some people have like a gesture or like a squeeze or whatever, like whatever works best for you. If you've never used a safe word, you can play around with different things. But a very important part of safe words is to fucking communicate them to your partner. You can't just yell platypus during sex. In advance. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Imagine. (laughs) And then be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Talk about them prior. And I think you said this earlier, but just to reiterate, these are not just for like BDSM kinky sexual experiences you can also use safe words like you should have one even if you're a very vanilla person yes because you might be in a place where like you got into a sexual situation with somebody and then you want to stop because you're just not feeling it anymore or you are not in the right headspace or whatever having a safe word established is a really good way to like not hurt anybody's feelings and also not continue something you're not comfortable with. See, it's also, I like that you said that because like no should be enough in those scenarios yeah. in a vanilla setting and it should be enough. But having the conversation ahead of time about the safe word, even in a vanilla setting, mm-hmm. gives you an idea if, if that person is going to be respectful enough yeah. to actually adhere to it. If they're willing to have a conversation about a safe word, if they're like, oh, we don't need a safe word, baby, we're good. Don't even... Do not even open the door. Another red flag. Like, another red flag. Yeah. I, it, it's one of those things where like it, it automatically puts you like we're on the same level. We're mm-hmm. both we've, we're in agreement. We've made this safe word. Um, I know that people still ask like I've been asked before. They're like, well, what if you've had the conversation mm-hmm. and you've and you have established a safe word and in the moment they do not adhere to it? Mm-hmm. What do you do in that scenario? I mean, I would leave. Yeah. If you're physically like capable. obviously capable of it, that's yeah. kind of where things get sketchy is like if yeah. you're restrained or whatever. That's why you really shouldn't let somebody tie you up unless you really fucking trust them. Unless you know them. Unless you know them, them and you trust them. Yeah. If it's like maybe a don't. one night stand with a complete rando, maybe, no. maybe avoid that one don't for do the that. first time around. But yeah, yeah it, that's the thing is that like I, I like having the conversation ahead of time because it lets you kind of suss out who yeah. knows what they're doing and talking about and who doesn't and like if more conversation and more communication needs to be had prior Mm -hmm. to the deed yes um so highly recommend it it's a helpful tool i also will say and this is maybe just a personal preference i use my safe word outside of sexual situations too i don't know if you do this no but like so my partner sometimes they like will like tickle me a lot or like do just random things that are like they like to tease me yeah and, like, I'll be laughing, like, extremely hard. And, like, it gets to a point where, like, if I, could, like, can't breathe anymore or, like, I'm, like, okay, I'm done with this, like, I'll literally whip out my safe word. And I'm, I like, have... black. Stop. Well, actually, that's great. I think that's a really smart way to do yeah. it. Infuse it in your day-to-day with yeah. your partner. Yeah. Like, so that they are, like, fully in tune. Mm-hmm. Anytime it comes up, it's, like, it's a hard no. Yeah. So. Or, like, honestly, if you're, like, having a conversation and you need to, like, take a break, you can literally use it in those scenarios. Yeah. It really is one of those things where it's, like, use it how it works best for you. 
but it was the intended purpose was mainly to keep you safe in sexual situations. Yes. So absolutely. Yeah. And that kind of goes with boundaries and consent in BDSM world. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of people will use contracts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's very common. I've never had a contract before, but I will probably have one in okay. the near future. I've had three. Jesus. <laughs> Tell me about that. How did that and even those were like just the ones who actually wanted to formal like contract written right. and writing signed everything like that and it's 50 shades of gray is not a good example. it's just not good at all it's not, <laughs> it's twilight fanfic come on people like, yeah no. no it's it's not a good example of a bdsm relationship but what i do like that they had in those movies and the books is that they sit down and have a conversation ahead mm-hmm. of time about their contract it's all fucking weird the way that they do it is wrong yeah ignore all of that nonsense okay but it's it's a conversation it's a communication it always comes down to that and it's a communication where like you're talking about sexual things you're probably going to be sexually charged Mm -hmm. but like do not that is not it's a business meeting Mm -hmm. yep it is not a fun time yeah like it's not happy fun time it's it's a business meeting and it's gonna you're gonna act as such in those at least to me and that's how it should be it should be taken very Um, seriously like it shouldn't be a a moment of like oh i'm gonna try to get you like to do some of these things like and try them out Mm -hmm. just because you haven't like there are some things that i know look are absolute hard limits for myself right um and that's what the conversation is about is like here are all the things that i am interested in doing with you um you can actually get bdsm uh, like dom sub dynamic contracts online for yeah. free there yeah. are templates for them you can find them and then like you can infuse some of the things that maybe aren't in there that are for you but for the most part they're covered mm-hmm. like it's like this the standard stuff like nipple clamps and whatever yeah like, whatever in there is in there anal i was beads, gonna say um, are sex menus typically infused into the contracts what is it like a sex menu have you ever heard of that like where it's like you literally there's like all of the different things you can yes. explore yes. and then you check off the ones that's what that it is okay i've never heard of it called a sex menu or maybe i'm just out of the loop is is that that's what the contract is yeah is that it is a list of various things yeah and you can say like you have like the yes versus right. no and then on the yeses you have soft limits and hard limits mm-hmm. um of like what what is okay and what's not because because you could somebody could come at you with like anal as a whole thing and you may not be really into butt plugs or like the vibrators but you like anal beads right used so like those are the differences between like soft limits hard limits and right and like yes and no and then like how much of something like i like nipple clamps but i don't want it to the point where it's gonna like literally chop off my fucking nipple and that's for me is because like i can't fucking feel shit and that's Mm -hmm. why i get them pierced yeah and when you have a piercing, you can clamps, feel more. Well, yeah. yeah, but then the clamps, there's like the issue of safety. Right. So that they don't get ripped out. Because right. while I love pain, I don't want that. So, no, we don't want to lose like, organs or body parts. That. That's like, not the okay. goal here. So, but that's it. That's the, the communication around it and, and the contract around that of what they can do to you mm-hmm. and vice versa. I've also had contracts when it came to punishments and punishments mm-hmm. and when those were being utilized. I think that's really um, important. Yes, because there's yeah. a big difference between a punishment and a punishment. Mm-hmm. A punishment is actually something that you are still getting pleasure and right. enjoyment out of, but like it's still like maybe being spanked, spanked. as an example. Somebody told us a story the other day about how they had to like paint a house outside for oh, like in the rain for like hours because they were being punished. Oh, see, my like yeah. once for me is that like humiliation growing up for me. Mm-hmm. I hated um, having my nose like having to put my nose in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I've had like a, a dom use that as my punishment. Oh of my god! I, as an adult, 
like in public, if I was being a fucking brat, would have to go stand in the corner and put my nose in the corner. And oh my I god, hated it. In it, yeah. It, but it works. Yeah. And that's a punishment. Like that's not a punishment for me. I feel like yeah. an idiot standing in the corner in this fucking supermarket. Did your like, Did your doms <laughs> ever have hard limits and soft limits too? Absolutely. About like what you could, like how bratty you could be, or like what you could do to them, or because yes. I'm more familiar, obviously, with like the sub side. Yes. So at least in my experience, some of it has been more around like the emotional stuff because like when I'm brat like don't touch certain subjects because they can be like more sensitive to it Mm -hmm. doms also get to have consent and boundaries and hard limits and soft limits yeah I I love a good stone top Mm -hmm. um and and a lot of people are like what the hell is that and it's somebody who doesn't want their genitalia or even sometimes their chest touched like they they don't want to be sexually touched in any way they get gratification out of pleasing just you. Just off of pleasing you. Yeah. And and that can also be like they may not even want the back of their head to like they might not want your hands in their hair. They that's why a lot of them will tie you up so that you have no access to mm-hmm. their body. So like it, having those conversations and having those in place too so you have a full understanding of it right. and that's part of the contract. Right. So yeah, I I've had some like soft and hard limits when it comes to how much of a brat I can be what topics I'm allowed to brat about mm-hmm. or like maybe not allowed to brat about right. because there's usually fewer that you're not allowed to than you are. <laughs> and then also having, again, even safe words for them as mm-hmm. a dom in place when maybe I'm crossing a boundary. And that's right. usually when like the red, yellow, green has been placed in. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Like when a dom is like, oh, keep going. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, like, <laughs> you know what's like, coming. That's the green. Yeah. Like that's, that's a, that's yeah. a safe word for yeah. me. Green is equated to keep going. Yeah. But it's also a, you're, you're about to get to you're about punishment to... or punishment land, depending on which. Oh, I choose. I love a good threat. <laughs> There's like nothing like oh, yeah. being a brat and then being time. threatened by your dom. It's so great. The last so. time I like was threatened like that, I decided to take it one step too far. I think I've told you this before and I spit in their face and it did not. Yes. It did not end no. well. It did not end no. well for me. No. 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 I've only done it one more time since then. Yeah. So I I like yeah. contracts personally. I I think they're a really good idea, and I think I've only ever heard of them. I mean, I've heard of contracts, but I've heard of them like the term used like sex men used to. But I think yes. it's I think it's the same thing. It is where it's basically just like you're going into a formal conversation about what you want, what you don't want what is off the table, like basically, like you're literally setting boundaries Yes, because relationships are basically like a business relationship on some level. Yeah. In a way. And, and the thing is what I like about them is that I like having the like formal, like piece of paper where it's written down because then you can go back to it and like refresh. And I've had them where like I had a dom for three year period and it was it was a casual thing like i wasn't Mm -hmm. in a full relationship with them i i just was their sub Mm -hmm. so like they a lot of it for me is that like i don't like it to be like 24 Mm -hmm. 7 like i'm somebody who i'm very independent i'm good on my own but like i like the tracking Mm -hmm. so like a big part of their dom thing for me was like tracking my water intake and my food intake i was also trying to get myself out of um, an eating disorder. Mm. So like having the food tracking of like, have you eaten today? Because I would forget or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like that would be helpful. They even went so far as to like cover nutritional info mm-hmm. on stuff because that's all I would focus on was mm-hmm. the in- nutritional info, whether or not it was healthy as opposed right. to actually putting sustenance in my body. Like right. they would actually come to my place and cover all of it and like check in with me, stuff like that. So that would be an aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And then we would, every year, we would have an annual business meeting where we would review the contract. Mm-hmm. 
and see if any changes needed to be made. If there were any new hard limits or if maybe something had changed or like maybe I had found a coping mechanism and now this was actually something that helped me regain control of something yeah. else. So yeah, I, I really like them. I, I, I like, encourage them, I was especially say, in sub dynamics. I feel like they like definitely make sense for anything that's like non-vanilla. Yes. Like it, it really is something where it's like, take all the guesswork out of it. Don't play games. Like just fucking put it out all on the table so that like you can focus on like, the actual enjoyment versus like the wondering yes. like is this good is this bad like do they like this do they not like this am i gonna cross a line whatever like it's especially when you're someone like me and probably yeah. like you who likes it to a very specific extreme yeah like a degree of intensity or extreme yeah having that in place is helpful mm-hmm. when you're like some people will not even bring up cnc because some people are not into cnc mm-hmm. or and that's a different conversation for another day but like I specifically say, I like this. I want, well, I like this, but like, that doesn't mean I have to have it. Right. If they don't, like not everybody's into right. it, that's fine. But I like to go ahead and put it in the contract mm-hmm. ahead of time so that it's all there. So we don't have to have a conversation about it right. later. And that way I'm not pushing any boundaries or pressing my luck and yeah. they're not doing anything that's outside of what we've already discussed. Yeah. So it's a safety measure. It's, it's safety for both. Parties, for both parties yeah and to make it more fun like people are like oh that sounds so like eh. i'm like no it's actually one is really fun because mm-hmm. then then you're having the whole conversation about everything that they've ever liked right and and everything that you can do like my gears get turning i'm like ooh, like mm-hmm. i can do this i can do this i can mm-hmm. do that like uh, if somebody doesn't like something i don't care i'm not yeah. gonna hold it against them that's not a deal breaker for me because i'm certain there's seven other things that i do right <laughs> like right. It, it doesn't matter like you're not gonna get everything out of one person no and we said that earlier yeah but i love i love contracts yeah when it comes to to all of that and and adding in a level of safety it's it's about trust yeah it's not just – like communication is number one to me, but it's also about trusting someone with that mm-hmm. information and knowing that they're going to follow through with it. And if they're willing to sit down and have the conversation and say, here, also mine, right? you're probably in pretty good company. I was going to say it's a good litmus test for you going into a dynamic with anybody, whether it's going to be casual, serious, whatever, of like how seriously are they taking – your pleasure, your boundaries, like respecting you as a human being and how educated are they? Because even if they're not educated, that's okay. Like maybe you're somebody who's willing to get somebody else up to speed on this stuff or maybe not. But I feel like it's about knowing where they're at too. Because like if you are really into this world or like you have a lot of experience in this stuff and this other person doesn't, you need to know that going well, it's, in. It's tough. That's like, that's my, I've had a couple of former relationships slash like dom sub dynamic things where like my dom, they said that they were a dom, that they had been a dom mm-hmm. in other relationships, but like we're never really into contracts. That's fine. Like you don't always have to be, I prefer them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually prefer them with somebody who knows what they're doing. Cause like, I don't want to yeah. run the meeting. Like right. <laughs> what's up? I don't want to do right. <laughs> be the leader. I was going to say like, it's, it's hard when you're a sub to go into it. I don't want to run it, but like I can, Yeah, but it's one of those things. But like, I've had a couple where shame on me for like being like, Oh, that's okay. Because like, it wasn't a full time mm-hmm. like gig with them and it wasn't like a formalized setting or anything like that. But it just didn't work out to like, they would say certain things where like, they're like, Oh, you're mine. And I'm like, we didn't discuss whether or not you can call me that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is where you get into like honorifics, yeah. which we'll touch in a second. I was like, I'm not yours. And they're like, Oh, well, I, I just feel like I know you so well mm-hmm. that like you're mine. And I'm like, 
I'm not yours. Like I do not belong to you. Right. We have ha- not established that. We do not have that communication. That's that's the thing for me is that like we have to have that conversation. Right. Um. You have to earn that. Mm-hmm. Right. For me, because it, it, both sides have power. Right. Right. Despite the dynamic, they both have power. That's one of those things. It's like you have not earned the right to call me yours. And this was somebody that I I didn't know that well. Like I'd known them for years, but like. I didn't know them Mm -hmm. and they did not know me. They don't know. They don't know my favorite color. They don't know the things from my childhood trauma that caused certain things. They they don't know me and who I am and all the things that make me me. Right. So I'm kind of like, you don't get to say that you know me and that I'm yours when you haven't earned that both in safety and in sex safety and stuff like that, but also from an emotional standpoint. Yeah. And that's what works for me. Well, it sounds like they weren't educated on that like saying those types of things because it's like I feel like that's a thing that like people just say to each other like in very like societally normal relationships it's like yeah there's like this monogamous idea of like ownership like oh okay if I'm with you like like, sure you're mine whatever like whatever that's fine but like in the dynamic that we had already established Uh as a dynamic and they were saying like I am a dom and I have been with other people right no I was like well clearly you're not doing it right like that's, yeah. that's, that irks me. Like you didn't have a conversation with me about it. And, right. and of course I'm going to communicate that and right. they tried to backtrack and all of that stuff and, and get out of it. But I was like, no, like, and that's, and that's for me, that was red flag. And I mm-hmm. ended it. Like, I was like, nope, that's, yeah. I'm, if you can't even have a basic conversation with me about the ownership aspect, you right. have a problem. Right. So that we was like a weird one. Talk about honorifics while we're on this topic, yes. because I think this is a term probably not a lot of people that are outside of this world are familiar with. So. No. And the thing is, like, honorifics can be mm-hmm. in a normal, like, vanilla... Mommy, daddy. M- mommy, daddy. Ma'am, sir. Ma'am, yeah. sir. Like, master. Like, some, yeah. like they're vanilla people that like the mm-hmm. honorifics. Like, it has nothing to do with the beatings. It has to do yeah. with what you like to be called in bed. Do you want to explain what an honorific is? I'll do my best, yeah. but you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'll do my best, too. My <laughs> Okay. So, my understanding of it is basically just, like, what you prefer to be called. And, like, it can be literally any of the examples that we just... Yes. Mommy, daddy, ma'am, sir, whatever. But usually those terms are your own terms that you give consent for certain specific people to call you based on your dynamic with them. Yes. So like some, a lot of people in the BDSM world, like Dom specifically, for example, will say like, you cannot call me daddy or you cannot call me sir unless you're my sub. Yeah. And we have that dynamic already established. And we've and had like, the conversation. Exactly. anointed you with. I have given you the able, privilege yeah. of like, think about honor. Like that's literally yeah. what it is. It's like you have the honor and privilege of being able to call me this. Exactly. And if I do not tell you, you can call me this, then like, do not call me this. Beautifully done. Did I do a good job? That was great. Tell me. Good girl. Thank you. <laughs> But see, knew. we've already established that, that is something I can I say said, to you. Tell me. Like, she had you said, tell me. And and that is something in our friendship that like yeah. we've established that that's fine with us and like yeah. certain honorifics. Like we call each other like nonsense, like nicknames. And oh stuff yeah, like that. I don't but, like, even fucking want to know. We're squirt fine queen. with that. It's queen. Um, but like we're fine with it, yeah. and and we've had those conversations even even as friends. Yeah, like we have no dynamic yeah there no. but even with friends like are like oh what do you like to be called yeah. like stuff like that and, yeah and you've said that like with your partner mm-hmm. you guys have certain yeah. things that you call each other yeah. i it's so funny because for the longest time like i was vehemently against calling someone daddy yeah you had a daddy uh vendetta which like i have daddy issues i have a great relationship with my father yeah uh i don't know why i have them but i do 
I have a lot of abandonment issues. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe it's not specific to daddy. No, that is specific to daddy. Not his fault. Daddy fucked up. Yeah. It's not his fault. It was more (laughs) like a mommy problem, but like daddy was the one. (laughs) Daddy was running away from mommy. (laughs) Yes. Correct. Causing Bridget trauma. But like, I I didn't like it. And like, because I had, I had this friend that was like, oh yeah, like I really like to be called daddy and I like to call her mommy. Mm -hmm. Right. Which like the mommy thing aches me out, but that's because I have like yeah a visceral reaction to my own mother and i yeah. don't want to deal with it <laughs> okay i'm like please don't call me mommy yeah. like nobody nobody will ever be special enough to call me mommy because i think it's gross and it will turn me off yeah that's, that's not for me yeah which is why like i've had i've had a partner i i've only had one partner that's ever called me angel mm. and nobody else gets to call me angel because that was theirs oh cute right um princess I is one that. of them i have certain nicknames with certain people that are even platonically like friends but like it basically owns like mm-hmm. they own that they na- own name to me yeah. like e- even in a friendship setting but when it comes to like dom said like so my previous relationship daddy was the one and it was new for both of us mm-hmm. but like we had the conversation but it was also funny because in my phone my father pops up as daddy on my mm-hmm. phone it's not i'm not weird i'm not like daddy i love you da, da, da. like i'm not like a daddy's girl in that way yeah. we just have this funny thing where i go hello daddy and he goes hello bridget and that's that's it, that's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the but like it. it would pop up and they'd be like what what the fuck and i'm like it's not it's like my literal father father. (laughs) it's my literal father calm down but like that's also something is like pet names in the phone Mm -hmm. what do you have in there yeah is that okay yeah and it's an honorific yeah so my partner has me in their phone as beth my little demon baby nobody else can call me that (laughs) because i'm their demon i love that's literally what they call me that's so cute (laughs) yeah it's cute it's adorable i call them daddy they call me demon yeah should we talk about safe sex yeah let's dive into it okay we've okay so we've done all of the we've, we've had the conversation we have established our guidelines especially if we're getting into the kink world or trying out new things we've we're actually actually in about to be in the throes of it <laughs> in the throes um what do you do what do you do like when it comes to safe sex texas God. Being in Texas, you could leave. You it grew there. up in Oklahoma, right? Yeah, but it's the fucking. It's same. worse. It's yeah. worse. It's worse. <laughs> it's worse. It's worse. So, um, Oklahoma, because I went to college in Oklahoma, so I get yeah. it. Oklahoma, Texas, the South in general. We've talked about this before. The health everything education in general is absolute garbage yeah okay like you don't even have just like a sex ed class you have sex ed that is a part of health class so Mm -hmm. you go from like looking at pictures of stds to the um fucking food pyramid so and and that's (laughs) let me just say that's a privilege because that is for specifically for kids who went to public school yes if you are like me and homeschooled and also went to a private Private christian school school, nope literally nothing you're lucky if you went to a fucking science class yeah I went to like true love weights, which yeah. I think we've talked about. That was literally it. So yeah. the only sex education that I literally had at all and was through the church. Most of my friends were yeah. through the church and it was just abstinence. Ooh. So like didn't know what a condom was until I was like maybe 16 or 17. Yeah. Even in public school. Cause like you would see TV shows growing up where they like, Oh, we have this person coming into health today. And of course mm-hmm. all the kids would be like, Oh my God. And it's the banana, the ba- banana, banana, nana, <laughs> banana. <laughs> wow um it's a banana and they put like the condom on the banana right and they show you how to use a condom do they actually do that in school no they never did it in my school oh, okay there okay. are some schools that have done that though so yeah it is a thing it just depends on like funding and where you are it's a privilege it's it's a privilege right. to get sex sex education in it the really united is. states of it's, america it's that's okay. fucking and sad it's just dismal right okay and then they wonder why like the the rates of teen pregnancy is 
just so high. And oh, don't even get me started. Yeah, we could. We'll have that. a whole other episode That's a about whole that. Other but day. so being in the South, you don't really have that. So you kind of mm. have to do your own. And, and for me, my parents never had the sex talk with me mm. ever. No, definitely we had not. some like medical books. So I kind of learned about anatomy, but like we never had the sex talk. I learned about sex through porn and doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I Which learned about terrible. sex through dirty books. Yeah. And doing it. Yeah. That Which is it. terrible. It's a yeah. terrible way. But if your parents actually sitting down with your kids and having a good conversation about how it fucking works, cause it's, 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 it's a system. And how to do it safely. And how to do it safely. Yeah. Kudos. You win all of the fucking gold stickers. Good girls. Good girls. <laughs> good boys. Good bunnies. I love you. <laughs> um, but, like, Honestly, the parents are the ones we should be praising right now. Yes, because that's, that's what I'm doing. That's, oh, okay. that's, I'm praising the parents. Okay. Yes. I love you all. We love you. Um, <laughs> you're good parents. Keep doing that. But safe sex in general, because there's multiple ways to do it in both heterosexual relationships Mm -hmm. in homosexual relationships and in non-monogamous relationships yeah so we'll kind of go down the line so i guess i mean heterosexual relationships i think most people know like condoms condoms, birth control control, diaphragms iud's yeah Um, spermicide yeah i mean Um, even to getting your tubes tied or yeah like sterilization in some form or if Um, you fuck up plan b the next day is always an option or if it is an option if it's an That's option the problem is that yeah. we're starting to see that it's yeah we're seeing pregnancy rates and mortality rates go up through the roof because right. of shit that's going on those are those are like the standard ways that you do yeah. pull out method does not work boys if you are listening don't you sure. could like go for it but like have a plan right <laughs> you could pull out if you have a something else as like the main way of keeping yeah. the sex safe yeah like, birth control con and condoms also can obviously help prevent stis as well they so, like, can they're However, not foolproof they can break yeah they're not foolproof. they're not foolproof birth control is not foolproof no i'm sorry it's just not one no. like all it takes is one missed fucking pill to right really jack everything up but two there are people who are on it religiously mm-hmm. that still get pregnant yeah so you have to you have to find methods that work for you but like also check with your partner that's a big thing about the communication is that yeah. there are some women who have latex allergies i was gonna say have allergies. the conversation about are you on contraception that was mm-hmm. something that like i had a conversation with just about everyone from the swingers on mm-hmm. about safe sex and stuff like that i didn't use any kind of protection yeah when i was younger it is a miracle yeah that i came out with no pregnancy scares no sti scares like nothing of the sort like Mm -hmm. no medical anything bad yeah absolute like miracle miracle a lot of things that didn't happen to you are miracles yeah yeah (laughs) yeah you're a miracle child i guess i don't know don't do what i did well i also feel like we should talk about like testing in general too like getting tested because especially if you're sexually active like number one go to the gynecologist first of all if you're a woman women's health once a year at least at least minimally but also you should get regularly tested if you are sexually active yes like period you should get regularly partnered or sexually active in general yes so i guess with women's health it's you're supposed to go to an ob when you have started Mm-hmm. being sexually active mm-hmm. or when you turn 21 i did not know that mm-hmm. until i was like 24 and my sister was like hey when are you supposed to go and i was like i've never been and she was like are you shitting me <laughs> like what yeah. the hell mom like, okay so when you're sexually active or when you turn 21 you should start going annually have an annual visit most insurance covers it mm-hmm. a woman's health exam 
They're also not too terribly expensive yeah. without insurance. Also checking yourself. Yeah. So like not just like your boobs and doing that, like your own version mm-hmm. of a mammogram, but also like checking your genitalia, yeah. get a fucking mirror and look at it and make, make sure, sure nothing looks weird yeah. outside of like normal yeah. <laughs> weirdness of anatomy, <laughs> but like, like that you're not seeing any warts or any mm-hmm. rashes or anything like that. And if you do, you make an appointment. Also. Don't go to the Google. Quick side note. Yeah. This is something I didn't know. And it's probably just because I didn't sleep with men growing up. But, like, you should pee after sex. Yes. Pee after sex to avoid UTIs. Yeah. I know so many women that don't know this. And, like, I think people think it's, like, a common knowledge thing. But, like, I don't think it is. UTIs are obviously curable, but they fucking suck. Well, how does one get a UTI, Bethany? Um, I mean, it's literally just bacteria going yeah. up into your urethra. And why is urine so important? It because is sterile. It's, yeah, it's sterile. It's sterile. <laughs> yeah. So pee after sex. Pee after sex. You're going to prevent yourself um, Even sex a lot with of pain. women, I pee after sex. Oh, for sure. Because toys are involved. I've gotten, peeing after sex. I've gotten a UTI from somebody just going down on me before Ooh. and not peeing after. It's literally just about – also, it can just be about body chemistry too. Like yeah. your body can take time getting used to somebody else's saliva for their – like if they have their own bodily fluids that are getting on you, like – it literally is just like, you don't know how your body's going to react. No. So like clean yourself after pee, be hygienic when it we comes to hygiene. sex. We'll we love hygiene. We'll get the hygiene. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but that, so that's for like heterosexual couples. You've yeah. got queer couples. So like that's going to vary based on your sexuality. Right. So like for men, especially I'm always like prep, get on prep. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had so many male friends that are gay men that like yeah. we're going to all the pool parties and being wild and stuff like that. And I was they like, have orgies. I, yeah. And I was like, I do not care what you do or who you do or how many people you do at any given time, as long as you're being safe about it. Because the last thing I want is for you to contract something mm-hmm. that ruins your life. Yeah. There are some things that are curable, right. there are some things that are not. Mm-hmm. Um, so like prep is a big one for me. I'm always going to say, go talk to your doc- doctor, make sure that's the right, right choice for you. But like prep is great. I have so many friends on it and they're like, I feel great about it. And I feel safe. Yeah. Um, for women, it's interesting. It's an interesting one when it comes to queer, like lesbians, lesbians specifically. It is interesting. It's not talked about a lot because I mean, women's health in general is just completely shit on and ignored in the medical community. (laughs) Um, (laughs) the shade, (laughs) but also the rates of STI transmission, but between women who are only sleeping with women are lower, far lower, far lower. So like we just do not do like we don't have something that has bodily fluids in it that we're sticking into multiple holes <laughs> all the time <laughs> to put it crudely. Correct. So there's less um, of a chance, but it's still important. It's, it's still, still important. very important. So I always say like for testing in general for anybody, mm-hmm. I believe in like every six months, if you're somebody who's oh, yeah. sexually active, yeah. at least, absolutely, at least every six months, if you're some, somebody who has like multiple partners more often, which I'm going to talk about that here in a second. But like for women, like outside of the general ones, like dental dams mm-hmm. are, are mm-hmm. something for like lesbian relationships, which some people use them religiously. Yeah. I have used one once. Mm-hmm. It was not for me, but if somebody asked me to use one, I would. Yeah. If somebody's asking would. you, then yes, absolutely. Um, I would preferably get a STI test prior to sleeping with somebody. Yes. Then using Agreed. one. But I prefer to be tested ahead of time in yeah. that. Um, and that's what gets me into the, like the whole fluid bonding yes. thing when you have multiple partners. So like if you're non-monogamous or if you're just somebody who's having casual sex, right, like right. you're not partnered up, you're just 
on the apps and you're swinging a it around time. you're getting free pizza and free pussy and calling it a day i um, love it god that sounds great it really does can we order pizza after this yeah and pussy <laughs> perfect <laughs> fluid bonding yes fluid bonding to explain that to anybody who doesn't know what that term is because i didn't know it until like a year or two ago when you have like multiple partners and you're not using protection mm-hmm. in any way shape or form mm-hmm. which like even if you are things happen right i consider anybody who's having sex with anybody fluid bonded period so if right. you have more than one partner usually having something in place and it's boundary and consent and talking about that especially in non-monogamous relationships when you have multiple actual partners mm-hmm. not just sexual partners but requesting regular sti testing yep um that is something i've had with dom sub relationships where even if i was the only sub people can cheat yeah they do people can still cheat yeah and they do cheat and sometimes will cheat yeah and then you're getting whatever gunk they're getting out of gunk out of somebody else like it's it's, not worth the risk it's not worth the risk just get the test yeah it's easy there are a lot of places that do it for free for free (laughs) there's i know that specifically if you live in dallas there's free um hiv and std testing in the gay resource center yeah in the neighborhood yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. yes um they're great they're wonderful so yeah get get tested yeah regularly absolutely if you are having sex in general i highly recommend it and the thing is if you get tested and your results come back with something mm-hmm. and they're positive. One, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's common. My own doctor, she was like, oh, like, be careful if you have multiple partners. Like, STIs are at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's great to know. But they're at an all-time high. My doctor right. told me that. Right. <laughs> like, it's so, not something that you need. I think it's another taboo thing. But it's not something ashamed. that you need to be ashamed of. It's just, it's, no. it's, it's chemical. It's, yeah. You can catch a cold as easily as you can catch herpes like yeah i was gonna say we're literally we're literally all out here fucking some of us are just unlucky (laughs) some are unlucky and some like i'm like i've never had an issue like i've just gotten really fortunate same um but like if if you do have something that comes back you do need to tell all of your partners yeah and i know i know that's one of those things where you're like and wait until it's cleared up until you start awful and i don't want to do it it's like it's like the same thing as like you get lice and you have to tell somebody that you slept in the same bed with that you have lice and now that they need to check their hair like it's embarrassing yeah weird but like do it because one there are some things that left unchecked and left untreated mm-hmm. can actually kill you right <laughs> okay yeah so like not to raise an alarm not but... To raise an alarm, but like like tell your tell your partners like yeah. hey i got this you might want to go ch- get checked as well i had um, somebody and let them make the choice i had somebody recently that and not naming any names i might have told you about this i literally had slept with them for like three months like you know last year yeah And they told me after the fact that they forgot that they had herpes. How do you forget that? Since they were 15. How do you forget that? And I reacted calmly because that's my personality. Yeah. (laughs) It actually is. Shocker. But I was like, okay. I I only was calm because I knew I had been tested since then and I had And you're fine. I'm clear. I'm clean. Yeah. But that was very jarring and fucking not cool and, like, very much, like, made me not respect that person because I was like, why did you, like... But that's a great point. Actively not tell me. you have something actively, because there are some things that you just have forever. Yeah. Herpes is, like, litter. You can't get rid of it. Yeah. Kind of thing like that. Like, be transparent right. with your partner about tell what you them. have. I know you may, you may just be like, oh, my God, they're so great and I really just want to do them, but, like, they get to have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> 
You yes. have to give the other person a choice. Right. And that's part of consent. And there are ways to have safe sex with somebody that has an STI. Absolutely. So it's like talking about that doesn't mean that you're they're not going to like be open to like being physical with you in some way. Yeah. But I it's have several like, friends who have sex partners that yeah. have things that like they can't do everything, but they find a way to make it work. Right. Exactly. And where they're both getting gratification. Right. So I think the whole theme of everything that we're talking about is like honesty and communication. I feel yeah. Like literally that's 100%. like, if you have those two things down, then like you're going to be fine. Be honest, be communicative and also be, open. be trustworthy enough to like adhere to all those things. Be responsible. Yeah. Be reliable, be, be responsible. fucking responsible. Yeah, it's yeah. that simple. It yeah. really is a simple task. I just don't know why people are so freaked out by it. There's all. just a lack of general um, education and communication about how to talk about this stuff and when to talk about it. And mm-hmm. so that's why we wanted to do this episode, obviously, because we'll say fucking anything. Yeah. Do it from so, the start. From the start. Yeah. Have the con- conversation yeah. about it all. About yeah. all of it. Okay. So like with um, UTIs, because we were talking about that, yeah. it's like bacterial and stuff like that. Also coming from like peeing after yeah and you mentioned hygiene yeah so very important going into that mm-hmm. like what is what is something that like you're very specific about or particular about like i'm i'm i am ocd when it comes oh. to my like my own personal hygiene Same. and even how i shower and like Same. every step some people are like oh i just rub the soap all over my body and call it a day and i'm like no, no. no, 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 no like no. please no <laughs> i have taught more people more partners yeah unfortunately more women than I'd like to admit. How to fucking how wash to themselves. bathe in general, but also <laughs> how to clean the downstairs because you're oh not God. supposed to put soap all over that. Yeah. It's a self-cleaning fucking organ, guys. Come on. Yeah. Have your separate coochie rag. <laughs> your Don't separate use coochie soap. Rag. <laughs> okay. Coming soon to our merch collection. <laughs> coochie rags. The drama bondage coochie rag. <laughs> No, absolutely not. I don't know. It's kind of a good idea. Hard, hard um, limit. Hard limit. <laughs> That's where we draw the line. Okay. All right. No coochie rags. Sorry to disappoint. Um, oh but yeah. So basic things for me are taking a fucking shower, brushing your teeth, making sure that if we're using sex toys, they're not sex toys you're using with somebody else. New wap, new strap. <laughs> That's the motto. <laughs> new app, new strap. Thanks. Um, Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> also, if you're going to shove anything in my ass, do not put it in my pussy after. <laughs> it only stays in the back door. You can put it on my pussy and then in my ass. That's fine. Yeah, that's different. That's fine. But yeah. other way around, no. It's like beer Absolutely before liquor. Not. Like Never sicker. Liquor before. I get what you're saying. Booty? I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> liquor before booty. <laughs> Like you know, yeah. Lick her before. Lick her booty. before. <laughs> that was actually genius. Thank I- you. <laughs> I'll be here all night. Um- <laughs> oh no. Oh God. Anyway, you've done something right when Wolf is giggling in the fucking corner. Um, we live yeah. to make our producer laugh. It's so great. Yeah, but no, um, like yes. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. Also, I will say like to hygiene, like oral hygiene is important if you're going to be going down on somebody too. Yes. Like if your saliva is going to be on somebody's anything, yeah. then you should brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. Scrub your fucking tongue. Um, <laughs> I told you I'm OCD about it. I have a water pick, literally. Like that's oh, how I crazy I am. Picks. Yeah. I love water picks. Yeah. Um, there's also like if you're on the go and you don't have time to take a shower, there's like pH balance wipes you can use. Yeah. I use this pH balance oil. 
on my stuff and it helps with like scent ph balance and it's very just like good for like keeping everything like hydrated Mm -hmm. um like especially if you are somebody that shaves like avoiding razor burn somebody's gonna ask this does it affect taste um it is a little bit like lemony orangey so it's got like an actual flavor it's got a little bit of a flavor that's cool but i i like how it tastes so you the the brand i cannot remember where i get it from but the brand that i buy it from they have unscented ones too okay completely show it to me later i will i call it my pussy oil the pussy juice for the pussy <laughs> it really is um, but yeah hygiene in general hygiene in general is really important yeah toys please for the love of god do not clean your toys in your dishwasher okay i know that it is like that's this thing that shit. is recommended online one if you rent you don't know who the fuck was putting what in your dishwasher before you lived there right. okay True. i have seen like i'm sorry five minute crafts is unhinged mm-hmm. they had a thing where they were having people wash their toilet seats in the dishwasher your dishwasher does not get rid of all the gunk in there. Just no. FYI, it just all flies right back up on it. So I highly disrecommend, <laughs> like, do not clean no. your toys in the dishwasher. Hot there water, soap, that's hot all you water, need. Hot water, soap. There are cleaners that you can get, like mm-hmm. actual cleaners. Keep it in, like, silicone bags or in, like, a safe, clean space that's not going to yeah. get, like, dirt and dust and cat fur and yeah. litter and all kinds of shit on yeah. it. Like keep it in a nice clean place and also i always prefer somebody to clean it even before using it even after if oh cleaned it clean it prior, every time just before and after a thousand percent yeah it's it's fine it's so easy to do um, there's also just like you can get it can get dust on it like whatever yeah. so like and i know that like new toys are expensive yeah like especially like when we're oh, talking about me. strap-ons but like just get a new dildo like keep the strap yeah like just get a new dildo make it make it a date Hey, like, let's go to the store and you can pick out your size and color and what you like based on what you like. Clean your fucking sex toys. Please, for the love of God, and clean them well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Spicy Spicy trauma. trauma. I'm really, really looking forward to your... I have a very on-theme spicy trauma story for today. Oh, goody. Yeah. Because, like, we're obviously talking about sex education, lack thereof, all of that good stuff. So... I'll just preface this story with I obviously grew up in a small town and there was no sex education there. So Mm -hmm. like I empathize with this person that I'm going to tell you the story about on some level. I went to a class reunion, my 10 year class reunion. I think it was like this was like a year ago and I had a very small graduating class. It was like 11 or 8, 11, 12, something like that. It was small. I'm sorry. That's fucking tiny. It was a private Christian school in a small town. 12 people? Yeah. Mine was over 1,200. I know. That's why when I tell people I'm valedictorian, I immediately followed up with, there were only 12 people in my class. <laughs> there were only a dozen. They had to pick one. <laughs> but then I redeemed myself by graduating in the top 1% of my college. I was like, okay, okay, I actually am really smart, but like, I didn't have a chance to prove it. <laughs> there was no one here. Oh my God. Anyways, so I go to this class reunion. I'm honestly like kind of already like not excited about it because I don't really have anything in common with anybody I graduated from high school with anymore, except for my one best friend who was there. So I'm hanging out with her most of the time. There's a mutual friend that we have. And the other best friend that I was just referring to, she's also a lesbian. So like we show up, we get a lot of questions immediately about like lesbians. And like, I got asked, how do lesbians have sex? Oh, common. Like it was just, they, they used, they used a couple of slurs while we were there. And like me and my friend were kind of just like, 
oh my god like this is why we don't come here like we don't even go here it was just a fluke she doesn't even go here i don't even go here and so the night goes on more wine is had we're at a we're at a restaurant and then we go to a bar so at the bar this one specific girl i graduated with who's been married for like 10 years she's been with the same guy since she was like maybe like 13 in high school they have two kids you already know where this is going she has a lot of questions about how lesbians have sex, okay? So I'm I, sure she does. <laughs> I'm sure she does. So she does. And she's like, you guys don't like – do you like – you don't go down on each other, right? And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, we do. Absolutely. And she was like, wait, really? And I was like – Absolutely. I am in ever. pussy every night. I don't know what to tell you. Oh. Like – and so she was shocked by that. And then I was like, Her husband not go down on her. So I was like, oh, no. she was like, I didn't know that like people like did that. And I was like, yeah, I was like, that's how most women orgasm. Just FYI. Like it's very uncommon to have vaginal orgasms. And it takes a long time. Like most people, I said, most women come from their clit being stimulated. And she goes, they're what? And I said, their clip being stimulated. And she goes, I don't know what that is. What What's a clit? And I literally, my mouth fell open. I look over at my lesbian friend and she goes, wait, do you not know what a clit is? And she was like, am I supposed to? Can you see me dis- dissociating, dissociating over here? I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm traumatized. I am so the woman upset. has been married with two children. And she doesn't know what a clit is. She doesn't know what a clit oh, is. Oh, no, baby. So I literally Come was to like. the dark side. We have cookies and hats <laughs> and backward hats. It's like a handle. Come on. I was like, I am very tempted to lay you up on this table <laughs> right now and show you what your clit is. But I'm not going to because we're oh, in a small town. Um, I did not do that. But I just looked at her and I was like you don't know what your clit is. And she was like, no, she's never had an orgasm. She was like, I like, I know I like it when I like am touched like on my vagina. And I was like, that's not your vagina. I was like, what you're feeling is him touching your clit. And she's like, well, I like it when like he puts his mouth on it, but he won't do that. Like I have to beg him to do that. So she was like, she literally said she has like not had an orgasm from sex. I don't even, I didn't follow up and ask if she's had one in general ever, but I was like, if she doesn't know what her clit is, doubt she's having an orgasm. I have two Highly things doubt. to say to this. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States health <laughs> sex ed system, one. <laughs> and two, men, honestly, anybody. Get your shit if together. If you don't eat your girl no, out, we, we fucking will. will. We will. Gladly. And we'll steal In them. public, in private, wherever they want it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. It's the, what is, what is the TikTok that's going around the trend right now? It's like, you... Oh, you begged her to kiss you, but she begged me to fuck her. <laughs> yeah. We are not the same. We are not the same. We are, we are not, not the same. same. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It that was poor really, woman. really really bad. Oh, I'm distraught. So, so then I really didn't know how to react other than my friend told me that my lesbian friend was like, I'm going to get her a sex ed book for her birthday and just yeah. like mail it to her. We were basically, we had like a little like session afterwards where we were like, what do we do for her? You have <laughs> like, to go back. You have to check in. You have to like, yeah. I'm like, is she okay? Is. Yeah. It's, it's not great. Are straight people okay? No, definitely not. <laughs> There's like a select few that are. And then the rest are I already are knew the answer to that one, but dying <laughs> slowly. Straight women are really what we need to check in on. 
Oh, because that that really like that story sounds like it's not real, but unfortunately it is it real. Is. Oh my god. It's real. Well, the thing is, I'm not surprised by it because there's mm. so many stories like that. Yeah. So yeah, it is real. Yeah, it's Ooh. unfortunately real. I'm like, imagine, imagine going through childbirth twice and never getting the benefit of an orgasm. Bitch, imagine going through life without an orgasm. I don't even care about the childbirth part. But it's like, it's not I even... require them. <laughs> Regularly. Re- orgasms required. Regularly. On this couch, orgasms required. <laughs> Squirty couch. It really is. The squirt queen. The squirt <laughs> Your skirt throne. <laughs> <The squirt> throne. <laughs> New merch coming soon. <laughs> She's on her squirt throne, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, What's your spicy trauma? Oh my God. All right. Okay. So this one is actually somebody who wrote her and told us one. Yes. Which thank you. We like to ask you. We uh, we didn't say this earlier. We do ends our every episode with spicy trauma. We yeah. want you to send yours to us so that we can talk about them. Long or short, we'll take it. Mild crazy whatever it can be anonymous we'll likely just make them all anonymous for your sake but so this is somebody who wrote in about just physical weirdness so i we had our launch party Mm -hmm. and i was we had posted stuff and and one of the things is like pasties yeah and i've had a lot of friends that were like oh like what are those Mm -hmm. which i was just like are you shitting me like do you live under a rock yeah like it's the same thing as like nipple covers like silicone ones for like dresses with yeah. like, backless dresses and stuff like that but like they're stickers yeah they're stickers for your titties and they're like gentle ones so that they're not right. like because your boobs are like very soft sensitive tissue right. right um and especially like the the areola and the nipple area so usually i have to educate people on pasties in general which mm-hmm. is like is mind-blowing because like also like edm they're a huge mm-hmm. thing in edm and like festivals they're they're mainstream with fashion but like okay we'll educate so these are the good ones the good ones that you want are pasties that have the cutout around the nipple so that it's not an actual adhesive onto your nipple and you're not like tearing your fucking nipple off how many times can i say nipple in this episode take a shot um (laughs) we love it we're here for it buttery nipples are the best um you don't like those no too much cream i'm a vegan oh (laughs) there was a joke in there i know i was upset by it okay (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I educate people on this. So she, she writes in and, and tells me about her experience with a sexual partner that she has. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I wanted to be really sexy and and have this whole outfit and stuff like that, but I didn't have any pasties Mm -hmm. and I didn't know where you could get them, Mm -hmm. which like Amazon y'all easy. Um, Amazon everything. Yeah. Any sex store. But like, if you're weird about going to sex stores, Amazon. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So she's like, I didn't have anything. So she was like, but I wanted to use something. So I used the next best thing that I had. I already know where this is going. What do you think it is? I mean, I would imagine some sort of tape. Electrical tape. Oh, electrical tape. Not just duct tape, which like duct tape is painful, but like doable. Big fucking yikes. Electrical tape (laughs) is on another fucking level. Have you ever like used electrical tape? It's the shit that leaves stickiness on your fingers for days that you can't get off. The black electrical tape or like the red one, like me being the true lesbian I am that worked in like scene shops and stuff like that. And like actually having to like wire things and use electrical tape. That shit doesn't come off. No, It's like fucking Gorilla Glue on your skin. Like it's awful. It's awful. Uses on both fucking 
tits and had to tear them off no. at the end. Is she nippleless now? No, thank God. The nipples <laughs> have survived them. But oh! I, I remember I responded. I was like, I was like, okay, one, if you ever are trying to do that again, if you are going to use tape, use duct tape. Right. And get like a cotton pad to put over your nipples. Yeah. Jesus okay. but like, Christ. But like maybe plan ahead and have some like pasties in your bag all the time if you're really wanting to get crazy. Also, who just, <laughs> who has electrical tape laying around and not like a regular. Man. There we go. <laughs> there it is. It was, so basically, it moral of the story: both of the spicy Don't traumas sleep with men. were caused by men. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> do it if you want men are to. Fine, that's for you. We're yeah. not going to do that. No. <laughs> but also, don't use electrical tape on your nipples. Don't do that. You will injure them. Yeah, you might literally rip them off. Yeah, depending on your nipple strength. Yeah, because I've had some like not so good quality <laughs> your nipples. I'm sorry. I just, All I, I have just, is an image of a nipple pulling up. <laughs> fucking little uh dumbbells that's literally what i just thought about (laughs) i had the same fucking visual (laughs) oh my god we are the same human i can't i can't yeah nipple strength no i well like you want to get good quality ones too because i've had some that like absolutely tore the shit out of mine and they were like meant to be for that purpose. i also like other people with allergies i'm allergic to like adhesive in general Mm -hmm. Like I am too. even medical grade adhesive. Like I have to request like the special shit um, for like surgery or whatever. But I always like, so after our party, I had the X's on my nipples mm-hmm. and I had like a little outline, like a little red outline oh of an God. X around my, around my areola. That yeah. happens to me every time I get a tattoo, the second skin really? stuff I'm allergic oh. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably why I get so itchy. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Now you know. Huh. The more you know. Well. The more you know. Yeah. Spicy trauma was spicy. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was sad it was sad ladies <laughs> sad ladies are you okay write in if you need help blink twice if you need help <laughs> send us your safe word <laughs> the most used ones are like food like peach and raspberry and stuff like that really so, like just send us an emoji of a peach and we'll save you we'll, we'll i love that we'll go full-blown like liam neeson and take in and come get you i've always wanted to do that for somebody to be the rescuer oh but i've always wanted to get kidnapped too that's a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us today on Trauma Bondage. We hope you uh, have a wonderfully spicy, traumatic-filled day. We love the fuck out of you guys. Be good. Or don't. We won't. Sure won't. <laughs> <laughs> if you like today's episode, follow us on social media at Trauma Bondage Pod. Follow Beth at Dancing Gemini and at Bethany Nicole and Bridget at Your Fave Femme. If voyeurism is your kink, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Trauma Bondage Podcast, and subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash trauma bondage pod. We have several tiers with bonus content, access to our private Discord server, merch, and other titillating perks. If you know, you know. Production by Wolfstar. Special thanks to details by Annalise for set design, D-Dumpy for music, and Noelle's art for artwork.